Welcome to Leveraging Leadership, where we unpack the art of business leadership. I'm your host, Emily Sander, C-suite executive turned leadership coach. And today we are talking about how to tell the difference between venting and gossiping. So how do we tell the difference and how do you stop yourself from engaging in workplace gossip? All right, so to set the table, let's talk about this uh, from a 30,000 foot view. First of all, talking about people and situations is normal. So as humans, we think about things, we discuss things, we wrestle with issues, and that's just part of living and working amongst other humans. So for the vast majority of us, the option of just not talking or just stop talking is not available. So venting is normal. We all do it, and it's actually good and healthy when done in the right way. And a quote I like about this is, what is necessary is never unwise. What is necessary is never unwise. And that was said by Spock's dad, so Star Trek Spock's dad in the Star Trek movie. So when we're frustrated and we feel like we're in that pressure cooker, it's generally a good idea to let off steam in a safe space rather than exploding in a time or place or way that we're going to come to regret later. So when carried out effectively, venting can be very helpful in dealing with the strong emotions we have as humans. Gossiping, on the other hand, is a lot less helpful. It causes conflicts, it harms reputations, and it can lead to accusations and even resignations. So how do we tell the difference between venting and gossiping in the workplace? In general, and there's lots of nuances and situation by situation, but in general, venting becomes gossiping when one of the following three things happens. Number one, it becomes a recruitment effort. So you're discussing the problem with someone in an effort to get it off your chest and help them understand your frustrations, and that's one thing. And you can even get really amped up and let some expletives fly. I mean, I've done that. I've had colleagues do it around me. I've encouraged people to do it around me. Like, hey, come in my office, close the door, swear up a storm, drop some F-bombs so you don't do it on this group call we have coming up. So there is a time and uh, place for it. However, the moment you start plotting or recruiting with malicious intent, it becomes gossip. So this would be talking to someone about getting them on board with your point of view, coming over to your side and convincing them to undermine the other person. That is an entirely different thing. That is when it becomes gossip, plain and simple. Number two, it contains false or misleading claims. So your words are powerful. They can build people up. They can inspire others to do and achieve amazing things. They can also cause a lot of harm. And lies and false accusations can destroy reputations. And this is gossip at its worst. When you engage in this type of gossip, you become a thief. And you become a thief because you're stealing another person's good reputation. And that might sound like strong language, but if you think about it, if someone broke into your house and snooped around and took some of your stuff that didn't belong to them, what would you call them? You would call them a thief because they stole some of your stuff. In the same way, if you snoop around the office and you take bits and pieces of stuff that isn't yours, you're a thief. So the old term is like the sins of gossip. So if you've ever heard the sins of gossip, um, that's what that is. So if you consider yourself a good person, then don't do it. Number three, it doesn't try to resolve the problem. So when an issue comes up and you see that a coworker is struggling to overcome something, 
it can be very tempting to just gossip about their failure and not try to actually resolve that specific situation. Um, and just to give some examples here, so uh, compare and contrast these these two sentences or these two approaches. So the first one is, oh my gosh, you guys, did you see Maria? She bombed her presentation. She totally froze during the Q&A. Like she was a deer in the freaking headlights. Her face was like sheer terror. Okay. And then you just stop talking. <laughs> okay. Compare that with his second one, which is, hey guys, Maria did not do so well in the last Q&A. I was thinking maybe I could give her some advice to help her prepare for the next one. I saw this LinkedIn learning on on impromptu speaking. Do you think that would help you guys have any other ideas? So that one's much different from the first one, right? Um, here's another one. Second example. So the first version is, um, oh my God, I saw Steve's sales figures. I wasn't supposed to be looking, but I saw it in the Salesforce folder and he is tanking. Like his figures are in the toilet. If you look at a graph, his bar chart is so far beneath everyone else's. Like I'm telling you right now, there's going to be a vacancy in the sales team real freaking soon. Compare that with, hey guys, I saw the sales numbers and Steve is not looking too great. I was actually on a demo with him the other week. I was just listening in in case the deal comes through and uh, it, it could use a lot of work. So I was thinking maybe I could help him put together a more effective sales pitch. And I was thinking, you know, if we were on a call with him and maybe he could do a dry run where we'd ask him questions as potential prospects and he'd answer them, maybe that would help him. If I talked to him about that, would you guys be down for jumping on a call? So hopefully you see the, the differences between those two approaches. One is I'm just reveling in how bad something is going for someone. And the other is, hey, I acknowledge something is not going quite right. And I'm trying to help solve the problem. I'm trying to come up with solutions and plans and ideas and options to help make that better. Okay, so if you're with me so far, you're like, great, Emily, I'm picking up what you're laying down. I understand there's a difference between venting and gossiping, but how do I stop myself from gossiping in the workplace? Great question, Camper. So here are four things you can do. Number one, talk to the right people about the right things at the right times. Talk to the right people about the right things at the right times. So this would be stuff like, okay, who, who am I talking to? Is this my best friend? Is it a confidant? Is it someone you trust? Or is it the new guy who started last week and I'm talking to him and blathering about people in the open lunchroom? Um, who are we talking to? Who are you talking to? I will say, I will plug coaching here because one of the biggest benefits I hear from clients is, Emily, you know me, you know my situation, you know business, but you're not part of my organization. So I have a safe spot to talk to you. I don't have to pull any punches and I don't have to worry about you going and chattering to other people. So a coach can be a great resource here. Um, this might involve uprooting entrenched habits. So right people, right time, uh, right things, right people, <laughs> right people, right things, right times. So I had a client who um, had this weekly lunch group. So she went to lunch with a group of friends from work, uh, same day of the week, same restaurant, same group, same everything. And it was basically a big gossip session. And she and I were working on on this topic and she was telling me about this thing. And every time she would get riled up about something that they would talk about. And then it would lead to subsequent actions that got her in spots she didn't want to be in. And so we finally worked together and said, okay, this, this environment, this lunch group, this weekly lunch that you go to, it's not with the right people. You're not talking about the right things at the right time, which in some cases was like never a good time to talk about some of the stuff they were talking about. But 
that was one where she had to slowly uh, back herself out of that engagement. Okay, so just make sure that you're discussing these things with the most appropriate person. Um, you have the type of relationship with them that's appropriate, and you have the most um, fitting setting that you're doing that in. All right, second one, ensure that everything you discuss is necessary for your sanity and or will help you focus on your job better. So a lot of times uh, people will start off with the phrase, I just need to get this off my chest. And that's fine. That's venting. That's healthy. And then it morphs into this death spiral of complaining and plotting where there's no, okay, now I can move forward. Now I can move forward to a resolution. And um, for me, like what I, what I need to vent, um, I can feel that in my body. I get tense and I get really like frustrated and sometimes my temperature rises. I'm like, hey, I need to talk to you. I need to get this off my chest. And I blurt out whatever is, is going on and whatever's happening and whatever I need to. And then once I do that, I go, whew, okay, now I can think straight. Now I'm thinking and acting as myself. And sometimes just talking to someone is the resolution. So, okay, I'm talking to someone. I got it off my chest. I got that out of the way. Cool. Thanks. I'm good to go now. Third one, act with integrity at all times. Don't lie. It's super easy to remember. Just don't lie. And don't lie no matter how small or inconsequential you think it may be. And it's so easy and it's so tempting to just embellish a little bit when you're describing something or omit something in a scenario. Okay, I, I, technically it's the truth. I'm telling them everything I said is true, but I've omitted this one part. I've left that out. Um, I put a little bit different spin on something. Uh, I heard a story and I'm just going to put a little bit different spin on my version when I tell it to you. It can literally be one word. You add one word, you drop one word, you swap one word for another. You could put a different emphasis on a certain part of a sentence to make the meaning or connotation different. So just watch out for those things. I have to be cognizant of that and watch it myself. It's so easy to do. Um, especially, I will share this with you, especially in the role of chief of staff, I was in a position where I was talking to people and I had part of the role was just being in these positions where I could have embellished, I could have left stuff out, I could have put a different spin on things all day long, all day long. And no one would have known. No one would have been able to fact check me. No one would have been able to put those things together because they just didn't have the time or they didn't have like the knowledge or it wasn't available or whatever. I could have gotten away with that very easily. And part of my job was to give options to our CEO and leaders for discussion or for recommendation. And, um, you know, I had opinions. I'm a human. I have opinions about these things. And sometimes it was appropriate to share those opinions. And very often people would ask me like, okay, you teed that situation up, Emily. What's your recommendation? Like, what do you see about this? And I would be happy to share. And there were certain times where it was my job to tee up a situation as objectively as I could and make sure that my principal or the person I was talking to was as informed as they could be and they made the decision. And in those times being objective and taking the approach of just the facts, ma'am, was a good one. And sometimes it was like, here's the details of it. Here's what some of the people who are for it say. Here's what some of the people who are against it say. Here's the pros and cons and the trade-offs of this, of this situation. And here's the decision for you. Full stop, done, stop talking. Okay, the fourth one, and this is my favorite one. This When I heard this, I was like, oh my gosh, my, my life just changed. Um, so it's, um, you can gossip if you are willing to personally help solve the problem that you're describing. 
So you can go ahead and gossip to the extent that you're willing to help solve what you're talking about. So let's say that uh, you're talking about Steve again and, oh my gosh, like it's going to look so bad when he leaves. Like everyone's going to be like, what the hell is going on? It's going to be like horrible for him. He has a family. Like imagine the look on his face when he gets the news that he's not going to be on the team anymore. And imagine he's going to have to go out to all these interviews and like have to answer why he left his last job. Okay. You can say all that. That's great. If you are willing to personally help with all those things you just mentioned. So you get to help um, explain to people why he left. Uh, You get to personally fill the gap for his absence. You get to fill that vacant spot until another salesperson comes in. So you're going to personally be making some sales calls. Um, You get to help Steve revamp his resume and help him get interviews and do a little interview prep with him. Um, his face when he leaves, you get to sit with him in that room when he gets fired and you get to encourage him and let him know that's going to be okay and he's going to find another job. You get the picture, right? So like you can gossip about people. You can talk about people behind their back to the level at which you are personally willing to roll up your sleeves and help solve that problem. And if you are not willing to personally help solve that problem, then you get to be quiet. Okay. Whew. Recap and takeaways. So there is a difference between venting and gossiping. Venting is normal and it can be very healthy. Gossiping is destructive. Don't do it. When does venting turn into gossip? One, when you recruit someone. Two, when you lie about someone, especially with an intent or motivation to just hurt them and hurt their reputation. And three, when it's not trying to solve a problem. Okay, how do you stop gossiping? Number one, talk to the right people about the right things at the right times. Number two, make sure you're doing things to keep yourself sane and or focus on your job. Number three, act with integrity and don't lie, even no matter how small. And four, you can talk about someone behind their back to the level and to the extent that you are personally willing to roll up your sleeves and help them with it. Okay, so this was another episode of Leveraging Leadership. I hope you found it helpful. If you think this would be helpful for other team members to hear on, on either side, on both sides, any, anywhere they are in the process, if they're doing a great job, then send it to them and be like, hey, you're doing a great job. If you know of someone who has a really bad problem with gossiping, you could just forward them the episode without saying anything and see if they listen to it. Um, but either which way, if you know that this, if you know of someone that this will help, then please forward the episode and uh, tune in next week for another episode of Leveraging Leadership. Thank you so much. This episode is brought to you by Next Level Coaching. If you or anyone you know would like to learn more about executive leadership coaching, please visit www.nextlevel.coach.